We've been hearing a lot about the many improvements that BART is investing in when it comes to its aging infrastructure, station upgrades, and of course, the fleet of the future. But there are also some exciting plans in the works when it comes to sustainability and BART's impact on the environment. Welcome to Hidden Tracks, Stories from BART. This is an exciting time at BART when it comes to green initiatives. From solar panels, to accommodating electric vehicles, to focusing on new sources of renewable energy, there's a lot going on. To learn more about these ambitious plans, I'm speaking with Holly Gordon, who's BART Sustainability Group Manager. Holly, first of all, thanks for joining us for the podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Let's talk about your job here at BART. You're kind of new. You've only been here about a year. Is that right? Yes. Last January. Yeah. So, so tell us about your job and what you do here at BART. So I run what we call the sustainability team here at BART. That also includes the energy division. So responsible for our electricity supply and also trying to make uh, BART and really the Bay Area's transit system more green. We are looking at um, moving to a more robust renewable energy portfolio. Uh, We're also building solar projects at a couple of our stations. We're looking at supporting Uh, California's policy on electric vehicles. So we're adding electric vehicles charging stations at our Warm Spring station right now as a pilot. Uh, We're looking at energy storage, also at reducing our water use, recycling, all things like that. Yeah, I mean, you have your hands in all sorts of projects. One of the things I was interested in learning about, one of the first initiatives you were involved with was getting new LED lights installed at the Montgomery station in San Francisco. That sounds like a pretty simple thing to do, but apparently it was a process. Tell us about that. Yes, well, we'd had some trouble with the lighting in Montgomery before I started, and I got pulled into a project with the district architect's office, the uh, maintenance folks, as well as folks from my team, Uh, and the planning teams, and we stood on the platform and had a conversation about what kind of lights we wanted. And I thought this would be a fairly simple process. And we did wind up with wonderful lights that we're all very happy with, but finding the sort of Venn diagram of lights that are easily maintained, that also look nice and are aesthetically pleasing from the district architect's perspective, and that are also energy efficient from my perspective, was um, not as simple as I'd expected. So it took us some time to get there, but the lights have been chosen, installed, and we're, we're very happy with them. Yeah, of course, power is a really big deal at BART. I mean, we need the electricity, and, and we're a huge consumer of that electricity. Let's talk about that. Talk about the scope of how much power we consume, and, and what does it cost the agency? So we consume about 400,000 megawatt hours of electricity per year, which is similar to about what the city of Alameda consumes, if you want to think about it in terms of um, a size of a city. And it costs the agency um, in the low 40 million range, um, about 41 to $43 million a year just to purchase our electricity. So that cost can be broken down a couple of ways. It's uh, primarily the energy itself, so buying the actual electricity, and then also paying for the electricity to be transmitted and distributed, so really delivered to BART's system. Now, there's a new effort to make sure more of BART's power comes from clean and renewable sources. As I understand, you're hoping to have BART get 50% of its power from renewable sources by 2030 and 90% by 2040. Tell us about that effort. Sure. So right now, BART gets about 2% of its electricity from renewable sources, which is on-site solar, some off-site solar, and some small hydroelectric power. 
So that's a fairly small percent of our portfolio. About 90% of our portfolio comes from low carbon or zero carbon, primarily large hydroelectric power. We'd really like to transition to more renewable power when those low and zero carbon contracts expire at the end of 2018. So we're looking to do an RFP, an all renewable energy RFP uh, sometime in early May to procure some renewable energy for 2019 and beyond. We are very interested in in moving toward what the state targets, the state requirements are for the utilities right now, which is 50% by 2030. Um, and there is also a bill out there that Senator DeLeon just released a couple of weeks ago, which actually looks at 100% by 2045. Of course, that bill is not passed yet, but we do anticipate that it will in the future. Yeah, those sound like some pretty ambitious targets. What are some of the challenges involved with meeting those goals? And what's your sense from the board in terms of their interest in this? Well, I think, you know, the challenges are making sure that there are actual projects out there that bid into the RFP that are cost effective for us, not just in terms of what the cost is right now, but also locking in a cost uh, into the future. We anticipate that these projects will be long-term contracts, probably somewhere in the 20-year range. Uh, it really depends on what bids come in through the RFP process, so we won't really know uh, exactly what we're looking for until that happens. So we did take this as an info item to the board Thursday, March 9th. Um, just to have a discussion, and we'll bring it back to the board in April. I think there was a really robust discussion. There were a lot of questions um, and comments from the public about whether we should be more aggressive and moving toward 100% renewables or 100% zero carbon in, in a shorter time frame. And we will go back to the board in April and have further discussion with them about that. Yeah, now, I know for the EBART extension in Contra Costa County, they're using diesel units there. How, how does that fit into the plan? Sure. So as we mentioned, I think when I kicked off my presentation at the board meeting, this is just for our electricity. So when we talk about 90% or 50% or 100%, that would be of our electricity portfolio. And EBART is not run on electricity. So that um, diesel unit would be separate. EBART is not online yet. And we don't anticipate it to be online until sometime in 2018. So that would be something we take into consideration then, but it wouldn't be part of our electricity portfolio. I'm speaking with Holly Gordon, who's BART's Sustainability Group Manager. A, a part of that mix of clean energy solar power, work underway now to bring solar panels to the parking lots at the Lafayette and Antioch stations. There are already panels in Warm Springs. Uh, how much power can BART get from these solar installations? That's a good question. I mean, BART does own a lot of, a lot of parking lot space and a lot of real estate, particularly in our suburban stations. And we did look at those stations, it actually was before my time, to determine where to put these projects. And a lot goes into where to put these projects. So it's you know, not just the space in the parking lot, but are there power lines overhead? Are there trees overhead? Are you going to have shading on the panels? Uh, how much of electricity infrastructure are you going to have to upgrade at some of these old stations, places like Lafayette? Um, you know, have to connect into the electricity room and making sure that that infrastructure is um, is upgraded and can handle the panels coming in. Um, we also consider our transit-oriented development. So are we going to put in more housing right next to these stations in the future? And if that's the case, then we don't want to put solar in those places, either because buildings may go there or because solar may get shaded by them. So there's a lot of considerations that we have to think about when we determine where we put these solar projects. Yeah. And in line with that, as you look forward, do you anticipate that there's going to be a focus on maybe getting more solar panels at additional stations? 
Yes, I do think that we are looking to put more solar at some of our stations. We'll take a step back once Lafayette is finished and once Antioch is finished and sort of see what that process was like for my team, for maintenance and engineering, what are, what are how much work that was to get those projects done, and then think about what makes sense going forward. And in parallel, we'll be doing this RFP for wholesale renewables and determine what makes the most sense for the district. Right now, we're looking at... Uh, potentially putting solar panels on top of the new Hayward Maintenance Complex. There'll be four buildings there, and there'll all be new buildings over the next, I would say, five years, I think, they'll be built. And so at least on a couple of those and maybe all of them. And we mentioned Warm Springs earlier. A pilot program is being launched there to accommodate electric vehicles, and, and certainly makes sense. I mean, Tesla's right next door, seems to fit in. Tell us about that pilot program. Sure. We got a grant from the Bay Area Air Quality Management District to pay for about half of that project. We are putting in 42 electric vehicle charging stations. Right now at Warm Springs, there'll be level two stations. It is a pilot project. We're interested in collecting data from our patrons, you know, how many people are actually using these stations, what types of cars are parking there, how long are they charging them for, and just the level of interest that we're getting and how, how we feel our patrons are responding. And from there, we'll take, collect that data. We'll probably be surveying down there. Um, we're very interested in hearing from patrons who park at Warm Strings about what they think of the EV parking and what questions they have and feedback they have so we can really get a sense of how things are going down there. And then from there, we'll, we'll head back to the board and determine whether we're going to put them other stations. I would think that's got to be one of the fun things for your job is there are all these pilot programs going on and all these new initiatives, and it's a chance to really learn and to really focus on BART helping the environment. And, and that is a priority here, isn't it? Yes, this is really why I took the job. Uh, my background is um, I'm an environmental lawyer with an environmental en- also an energy background, and I've worked in solar policy and regulatory work, and this job really combines all of those things. It allows me to bring to work on some legal issues, some policy issues, to get involved in what's happening at the state level with electric vehicles, with renewable energy, but also do some operational work and um, project manage and oversee some construction of these projects, which is really exciting. Now, BART does have a sustainability policy, but as I understand, it hasn't been updated in a while. Where do we stand on that? That's correct. We do have a sustainability policy that I believe is on our website dating back to about 2003. We have drafted a new sustainability policy that we brought to a subcommittee of the board last summer, and we'll be bringing that back to the board at some point, probably this spring or this summer as well, to update that. And we're looking forward to getting that updated and, and putting it on the website as well. Yeah. So, so what is that? What does that mean? It's a, is it like an action plan, basically? It's actually quite short. The sustainability policy will be probably about two pages, and it's just very high level. What are our goals, um, targets, aspirational goals, and what are the, the things that BART is focused on? It's not an action plan per se. We actually we are doing a sustainability action plan. That's a 10-year lookout for the district, looking at projects that are currently under construction, projects that are currently in the works, and then future projects that the district may do, depending on feasibility and resources and things like that. So that 10-year action plan, we're working on that right now, and we expect to have it done sometime this summer. Speaking in general terms, you've been here about a year now. You've kind of had a chance to get a lay of the land at BART. How much room for growth is there for this agency when it comes to, to its environmental footprint? I think there's an enormous amount of room for growth. There's so much excitement here at the agency about sustainability issues, about clean energy issues. 
not just because we're in the Bay Area, but it's just there's progressive-minded people who work here, and they really want to make a difference and uh, put a stake in the ground for transit agencies. Yeah, and as you know, little things can mean a lot when it comes to having an impact on the environment. I know one of the things that BART's doing right now is a waste audit. And again, just comes down to simple things like recycling. What's being looked at there, and what could it lead to? Sure. So we are in the middle of a waste audit right now. We're looking at six of our stations, just a variety, um, underground, downtown, suburban stations, ones where we've struggled with recycling, ones where we've gone well with recycling. And so we're looking at all of those stations and doing an audit, just not, not just of how much recycling is happening, but the entire stream from the patron putting something in the trash to um, to the system service worker cleaning up the station and, and putting that trash out to be collected. So we want to understand how that process works um, and then decide from there about what we're going to do next for our stations to try and increase the recycling that's happening in our stations. Yeah, and that's a big deal. We're talking about an a, uh, a transit agency that carries some 430,000 people on a typical weekday. That's a lot of folks, and that leads to a lot of trash. It absolutely does. And one of the challenges is that we're in four counties and um, multiple cities, and each city has their own type of recycling program. They have different waste haulers that come through San Francisco versus Oakland versus um, versus Walnut Creek versus Berkeley. So it can be a little bit challenging. We're trying to find some consistency and uniformity so that we can have a more robust recycling program. Holly Gordon, BART Sustainability Group Manager, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate it. And thank you for listening. Remember, you can find Hidden Track Stories from BART on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and at our new home for the series, BART.gov slash podcasts.